Welcome to Crypto Girls with Dylan and Katie. We're here to help everyone understand what's happening in the crypto space, why it matters, and how you can be a part of shaping it. This episode is for people who are curious about crypto and gaming. Our guest this week is McKenna Elran, who is a content specialist at GenoPets, the world's first move-to-earn NFT game. What does that mean? We'll get into it in the episode with McKenna. But first, thanks. <laughs> this week in crypto was really sad. Bitcoin and Ethereum are both down around 50%. Yeah, not good. People are kind of freaking out, but we pulled a few reasons potentially why from mainly a Coindesk article, but there were a couple of other articles that we looked at. And we so, can link those in the yeah. episode description if you want to actually read them, but we'll just talk through a few of the bullet points here. So the first one is that Ethereum holders may be pulling their idle coins from exchanges for staking purposes leading up to the network's merge expected in Q3. Yeah. And the merge is basically, if you ever hear people talk about ETH 2.0, it's kind of like they're just changing the mechanism of how ETH works. Ethereum is moving from proof of work to proof of stake, which we can go over, but essentially it refers to how transactions are validated on the blockchain. Proof of stake is more randomized, so it uses less energy and it's better for the environment. So they're thinking that instead of just putting your ETH in an exchange, just letting it sit there, you can stake it, which provides you with rewards over time. I feel like this is something that they've been talking about doing for years at this point, because Ethereum obviously uses a lot of energy to produce. So everyone's kind of been hailing, you know, the merge ETH 2.0 is like this holy grail that's going to fix a lot of the environmental issues with crypto. So people have been waiting for this for a long time. It seems like it's finally about to happen, but again, could be tied to why the markets are down. Another reason that the markets might be down, it's possible that investors are dumping their Ethereum on various decentralized exchanges which cannot be tracked as easily as transactions that happen on something like Coinbase, which is a centralized exchange. So for example, when you compare the transaction volume for Ethereum on Coinbase, Coinbase is reporting just over $500 million in transactions. Uniswap, which is a decentralized exchange, is reporting a trading volume of $1.63 billion over the same period. So it's just kind of like the data is really hard to track. And basically the Ethereum that is leaving from exchanges could be used in lending or borrowing, being used to mint other kinds of coins, NFTs, other activities. So it's not necessarily this big sellout that's happening. And it's really hard to tell if it's even a sellout or just a transfer of Ethereum to a different kind of crypto. So that's just kind of underpinning some of the confusion that's happening. Investors could be pulling out their ETH to put it into stable coins, which are cryptocurrencies where the price is pegged to fiat money. So it actually moves with the dollar. So basically unclear if the crash will stick. I feel like we've over the six months we've been doing this podcast, the market has crashed like three or four times. It's come back every time, but you know, the economy is down right now as well. So everything's just a little bit down. We're not econ majors. So that's that's about all we can get. Yeah, I have no idea what's going on. But the sentiment on Twitter is kind of interesting too. Before people were like, buy the dip, buy the dip, telling everyone to buy when ETH was down. Now it's not feeling like that as much. People are kind of freaking out. We'll see what happens. 
But anyway, let's get into our episode with McKenna. So just a few loose ends to tie up before we get into our conversation with her. So Genopets, as we mentioned, is an NFT video game that is technically moved to earn. So users earn rewards for walking, running, dancing, simply moving around in the game. And the reason this is tied to crypto is that your Genopet NFT is your avatar in the game. You can customize it to your likeness. And then at the end of the episode, just so you know, McKenna takes us through a word association game that basically would generate what our Genopets NFTs would even look like based on the words that we chose. So it's slightly hard to follow because we asked her to kind of guess what our spirit animals are. And she was like, oh, actually, I can tell you exactly what they are and what they look like using Genopets technology. So we kind of just rolled right through it, but heads up, it's it's really funny at the end. She kind of reads out these paragraphs about what each of Dylan and I's Geno pets would be like, and it was pretty dead on just based on this word association game. So anyway, we will also tweet out the images of our Geno pets, what they end up looking like once McKenna ran it through their system. So we'll link that in the episode description as well. Without further ado, here's McKenna. So McKenna, if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us a bit about your background. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really, really excited to be here. As the content specialist at Genopets, I'm in charge of conceptualizing, integrating, and communicating nearly all facets of the game, including game mechanics, narrative, user experience, and community incentives, mostly through long-form content. The road here, however, was pretty random. I studied health sciences at the University of Alaska Southeast in my pursuit of becoming a nurse practitioner, which honestly was one of the most tough but extremely fulfilling experiences of my life. I spent a couple years as a CNA at a nursing home specializing in dementia care, and I absolutely loved my job. I moved back to LA in 2019, and I decided to work at a pretty well-known gym in LA. COVID happened and everything paused. But the second I learned about Genopets in 2020, I really felt like I had found my calling, and I was instantly captivated by the idea that in a weird way, it was kind of like an amalgamation of everything I've ever done in the past taking care of people, working out, educating people on the importance of taking care of themselves, and of course, playing RPGs. And thus, here we are. I am helping build a video game and my inner child is absolutely thrilled. Honestly, so are ours. We were just talking about how Webkins were the first Web3 project and we're kind of obsessed with thinking through those games that we grew up playing, like Neopets too, which sounds a little similar to Genopets. So How long have you been interested in crypto and what was the first cultural moment for you if there was one that made you take crypto seriously? So funny enough, I actually learned about crypto in 2008 when my stepdad offered to pay me $10 to do as much research as I possibly could about Bitcoin. But considering I was a 12-year-old girl with much more pressing matters like Nintendogs update and the fact that Bitcoin literally wouldn't exist for another year, I came up really short. So Subsequent to my mom and him getting a divorce a year later, he ended up building his own mining rig for Bitcoin, and I never really understood or appreciated that nonsense, though it did kind of swirl around in my head for the years to come. Oh, um, was, was the Bitcoin mining, was that in your in the house? Like where, where oh, was it? It's so crazy. He had this office building downtown, and he would just, honestly, he was super zany and would build these crazy, crazy 
contraptions and this Bitcoin mining machine was one of them just sitting in his his office in downtown LA. I had no clue what it was, obviously, but, you know, it eventually it started making, it started being a little more clear to me and crypto ended up, you know, exploding from some obscure thing that my stepdad was into to a really cool phenomenon. And I would have to say what really put me over the edge and what really got me into the space was actually CryptoPunks. As you guys may or may not know, CryptoPunks are actually the first NFT on Ethereum or rather known as that. And the idea of a digital artwork being non-fungible and valuable really excited me as someone who has a deep love for fine art. So that's what piqued my interest. And uh, having had spent months learning and understanding, coming to appreciate the properties of digital assets, I began to, I don't know, play with the idea that there may be other novel ideas that this medium could serve as a vehicle for. So walk us through a little bit about Genopets now. So what is the concept, the narrative of the game? How does it all work? So the concept of Genopets was actually uh, born when two of our founders, Ben and Albert, formed an idea that won the 2018 EOS Global Hackathon. At the time, uh, the team was already trying to leverage blockchain to create a financial and you know sovereign benefits that would not have actually been possible using Web2 technology. From that point, Genopets evolved out of a pretty simple concept of allowing people to earn a universal resource income based off their intrinsic value. And the team realized that we could up the ante and not only reward people for their intrinsic value, but for actions of self-care. So we're basically a game that rewards you for taking care of yourself physically, mentally, and emotionally wrapped in another game that gives you a digital pocket familiar so you can have an externalized representation of your own well-being. And, and if you guys are anything like me, uh, sometimes it feels a lot more natural to take care of something else uh, than it is to take care of yourself. And more than anything, uh, we're a game that wants to abstract away the intricacies of crypto by giving you guys a hyper-motivating pocket pet whose evolution is essentially tied to your own. Tell us a little bit about the concept of play to earn, move to earn, you know, ex- explain like we're five. We see this a lot with any kind of crypto gaming. So play to earn simply as it can be is a game in which everything you earn becomes something you can own forever including in-game items or in-game currency so now in-game items and currency actually have real world value so long as there's demand from other players for the things that you've acquired so instead of getting in-game loot with no value outside of the game you actually get in-game loot that holds value in and outside of the game so that would be like if you were playing Animal Crossing and your house actually had value outside of the Animal Crossing universe. 100% exactly. Their marketplace was actually a really huge inspiration. And what about Move to Earn? So Move to Earn is an innovation on the concept of play to earn, where we just basically change the mechanic of traditional sedentary grinding. So sitting in front of your computer all day is replaced with walking around. So now exercise will protect your fingers from cramping and you won't have to stare at your screen until your eyes pop out. So what do Gino pets actually look like? And what can we expect in terms of customization? So imagine your favorite digital monster. Let's throw in Webkins. Think Neopets, Pokemon, Tamagotchi, but set in the world of Tron. So Genopets are procedurally generated. They're fully modular, so you can change their colors, ears, eyes, tails, antlers, mane, horns, wings. And those are actually all parts that we refer to as augments in game. 
Uh, your DinoPet can actually adopt fire, water, metal, earth, and wood features, depending on whether or not it eats a genotype crystal. And some pets look like bears, while others look like dogs, seahorses, and pretty much everything in between. Uh, and because they're procedurally generated, rarity isn't actually determined by us, but the player base. So for example, if everyone likes the color blue and chooses to make their pet blue, blue pets would decrease in rarity. However, there are augments that could be common, uncommon, rare, epic, and legendary, which can be crafted, earned, or purchased from another player. And in fact, when your Genopet dons these augments, it actually affects your Genopet's rarity. So tell us a little bit about why Genopets are built on Solana. What went into that decision? Solana has a really high HTP or uh, high transactions per second, and it has really, really low transaction costs at $0.00025 per transaction, so far less than a cent. We also don't have to worry about fluctuating gas prices, so it makes it super ideal for gaming, which is actually why so many blockchain games are being built on Solana. The only issue, if we could really even call it that, is the quote-unquote unconventional logic structure for its smart contracts. Uh, because it's relatively because it's a relatively new blockchain, there is limited documentation, so we kind of have to figure a lot of this stuff out on our own. But we've realized that as we have been, we find that it's arguably more logical than some of the other languages uh, in that Solana's functions are standalone and you can actually plug them into other places, making smart contracts way more usable and extensible. So developers do a lot less coding in the long run. So is the game monetized through ads? Absolutely not. And it will never be. And that's Kind of the whole joy of Web3 versus Web2. Instead, we actually monetize through transaction fees for market activity between buyers and sellers in our marketplace, like PayPal. So, you know, you're a gamer, you know the space super well, and it seems like some gamers feel that NFTs are maybe not necessary in the context of video games because the money isn't going to the creator as it would with music or art NFTs. How do you respond to this? I think that this may be due to a fundamental misunderstanding of how NFTs are used in game. Well, well, at least in our game anyway, because in our game, that money is going to the creator of the NFT. Everything in our marketplace is crafted by players with the exception of giveaways of you know rare collectible drops that we have and players earn directly from them. But that's, that's kind of less about the gaming and more about the collectible space, right? NFTs, it's kind of an improperly used monolithic term because... There are so many use cases for NFTs. You have collectibles, people use them for profile pictures. There's functional avatars, game assets like spaceships and Star Atlas, which I'm really excited for. So it, it won't really make any sense if you look at an NFT the same way you look at an art collectible. But when you start thinking about the multiple functions that a Genopet has as both a collectible as well as an in-game avatar with utility, actually as well as a digital asset that appreciates in value over time, then it makes a lot more sense as to why it can only exist in the form of an NFT, which ultimately just means that a player now has sovereign ownership over something that has many simultaneous forms of value. So rather than art, it's more like a car. Uh, you can drive a car, but it's also a collectible sometimes, right? So we actually, we don't primarily sell things directly to our players as NFTs. What we've done is created an ecosystem where players can create and sell all the things other players who might need to enhance their 
gameplay or progress or whatever it may be to each other. The fundamental difference between Web 2 and Web 3 in the spirit of decentralization is that the relationship between game studio and player is no longer lateral in the sense that studios are selling items to players now. And it's now a bilateral relationship. And the role of game creator is to facilitate an economic relationship between players while we just kind of get out of the way. So what, in your opinion, is the future of play to earn? It can go towards either end of the spectrum, to be honest. And at its worst, if we allow greed to take over, play to earn can become self-consumed by rampant Ponzi-nomics, malicious scammers, vaporware, empty hype man, and ultimately collapse under its own pretense. However, at its best, play to earn can absolutely revolutionize the way we earn a living. It can provide alternative avenues of meaningful income and create new economic relationships and models of transaction between players, such as being a full-time asset creator, as was demonstrated in Second Life 10 years ago. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that one, but it's already giving birth to whole new occupations and fields of work. And Again, at its best, I believe that it could align human nature and its desire to play with socially beneficial actions, uh, such as mutual care, sharing, creativity, emotional support, education, and I mean, the list goes on. But it's simultaneously exhilarating and nerve-wracking, nonetheless, to play a part in you know, making the latter our future reality. So from a product level, we envision Genopets being a staple at concerts, marathons, and just a lot more event integrations in general. We are also planning on incorporating augmented reality, more body movement outside of walking, like yoga, weightlifting, meditation, diet, nutrition, essentially all aspects of self-care that can be tracked relatively reliably through digital means. We aspire to be a lifestyle brand that represents the importance of how fun it can actually be to take care of ourselves. We plan to work super closely with cognitive behavioral therapists, physical trainers, athletes, and thinkers to implement new and novel ways of improving the general quality of life through the format of a digital game. Katie, do you want to move on to game time? Yeah, I think it's time. Basically, every week we play a game with our guests. This game is Genopets Edition. So as we discussed, a Genopet is kind of your digital spirit animal encoded with your personality that evolves through your daily activity. So we were wondering if you could tell us what our spirit animals are and why. I was trying to set up this test net thing, but unfortunately I couldn't. So here's my best for now, but give me you guys' emails and I'll make sure to get you on private beta. No worries. We just meant, we just meant, honestly, if you could pick like an animal for us, what would we be, what would we be just in like a really silly way? I have something more fun for you. Or, well, it depends. So I would love to tell you what your spirit animal is, but only you could know that. So the way you find that out is by completing a personality quiz, which we based on the big five personality test. When you summon it for the first time, your Genopet is uniquely procedurally generated in real time for you based on your answers. Once baby Genopet hatching is available, which will be happening next month, you'll be able to test that out for yourself. But in the meantime, in lieu of there being visuals, uh, if you guys would like to choose from a series of words, I could tell you what your Genesis Genopet's bio would have been had you participated in the Genesis Genopet drop. Ooh, okay. So should we just, should we give them to you live? Yeah, totally. So yeah, so I'm going to read you a list of words. Whoever wants to go first, you're going to choose from the words that I give you. And at the end, I will go ahead and give you a little, a little horoscope. Okay, I want to go first. Okay, so pick 
whichever word resonates with you the most. Okay. Explore or conserve? Explore. Order or flow? Flow. End or means? Means. Explicit or implicit? Explicit. Act or react? Katie, I feel like we're going to have different answers from each other too. So I know I'm excited. I was kind of, I wasn't really listening to the answers you gave. I kind of tuned out. Okay, good. So mine will be authentic. Perfect. Dylan, had you summoned a Genesis Geno pet, its biography would read, This genopet is a natural-born, go-getting leader that values empathy and compassion. It understands the nuances and ups and downs in the treacherous lands beyond the veil, but revels in the unpredictability of circumstance. It enjoys great delight in the sights and sounds of esoterra and wants nothing more than to explore its depths with its friends. Pretty spot on. I feel feel seen. (laughs) Oh, I love that so much. That's that's the reaction we want, right, guys? Okay, so, all right, Katie, your turn. Explore or conserve? Explore. Order or flow? Order. Dylan knew I was going to say that. (laughs) End or means? Means. Explicit or implicit? Implicit. Act or react? React. Katie, had you summoned a Genesis Genopet, your biography would read, this Genopet is full of wonder and is guided by its inner algorithms and understanding of time and the hidden nature of the Genoverse. Sometimes the elements and obstacles of Esoterra can be overwhelming. Still, no matter the circumstance, it has the power to overcome any obstacle by centering and grounding in its strong inner circuits. This genopet is thoughtful and compassionate and revels in the joy of the adventure itself. I'm dying. (laughs) It could not be more accurate for both of us. Oh, I love that so much. We do have visuals of those that you could screenshot and send us so we could post it. Totally. I can totally do that. I need to see what ours look like. Well, that was a really fun and unexpected twist, but that was incredible. Thank you so much. Yeah, I loved that. That That was was fun. You should do that on Twitter spaces. If anybody wants to get in on the conversation, you can follow our Twitter. It's at Genopets. We're regularly doing giveaways. Jump into our Discord. That's discord.gg slash Genopets. You can probably find myself and the founders floating around in the chat. So feel free to ask us any questions you may have when you see us. And it was great to be here. Thank you so much for having me today. 